You're listening to Lent and Easter for Kids, a podcast with episodes that only come out around Easter time, especially designed to help you and your family prepare your hearts to celebrate our Saviour Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins and then rose again to life to save us so we can live forever with him. Is there even a better thing to celebrate? And I am your host from the Word on the Street podcast, Anna Ware. My grandmother lived till she was 94. She was very, very old and she was dying though. And this was three years ago now. When I went to see her, she looked so frail and so small and she looked ready to go to heaven. She believed in Jesus. She was asleep when we visited her for the last time. After I left, she continued sleeping and she stayed alive for quite a few more days before she passed away. At one point, though, she actually opened her eyes and she said, love to you all. She often used to say that and they were her last words. Last words are interesting, aren't they? They're a little window into a person's heart. Do you know some of Jesus' last words? He did say some very interesting things at the very end of his life. Now, this part of the story that I'm going to tell today is about Jesus' death. It's very sad. It involves dying, so it's not a nice topic, but it is an essential part of the gospel, so it can't be skipped. In the previous episodes, we've seen how Jesus was loved so much by Mary when she poured a bottle of perfume all over Jesus' feet. We heard about how Jesus entered into Jerusalem on a donkey. And we've looked at what Jesus did on the night before he was killed, which was to celebrate the Passover meal and wash the disciples' feet, give them the Last Supper. And then he moved on to the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed and he prayed with the disciples and he pleaded with God to take the cup from him. At the Garden of Gethsemane, that was where Jesus was arrested. Now, in this episode, we are going to be continuing the story from there and finding out what will happen next. All that will be coming up later. What do you think? When you're in trouble and you've done the wrong thing, what is it that you do? Do you A, defend yourself, presenting all the reasons why you did what you did to avoid the punishment or get a smaller punishment? Do you B, confess and say sorry and accept your punishment? Or do you C, deny that you ever did the thing in the first place? Say, no, I didn't do it. Which one do you do, A, B or C? I want to ask you another question. And I want you to think about what you do when you're in trouble but you actually didn't do the thing that you're accused of. You're innocent. What do you do? Do you A, explain how it couldn't possibly have been you for reasons X, Y, Z. You defend yourself and try and get people to see how innocent you are. Or do you B, confess anyway, say that you did it and suffer the punishment? Or do you see, keep your mouth shut and whatever happens, happens. 
If you picked A, the first one, and said that you would explain how it couldn't possibly have been you and you defend yourself, then I think that you are in good company. I think I would definitely be choosing that one. And I think most people would too. Jesus was actually accused of doing things that he never did. He was taken to court for a trial and he needed to defend himself in order to not be killed on a cross. And what do you think Jesus did? He did not confess and suffer the punishment, but he also did not defend himself. Jesus was quiet. He did not try and convince the judge why he should be allowed to live. Why? Jesus knew that this is what God wanted. This was all in the plan. This was the cup that Jesus had to drink. Today's story! After Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was taken to the judges, the bosses of the town. The people who took him there were the religious leaders and they wanted permission to kill Jesus. Now, while this was all happening, what did the disciples do? They were worried about their lives. They were worried that being so close to Jesus, they might be killed too. So they went into hiding. Peter was curious to know what was going on with the decisions about what Jesus was going to have to go through. So he loitered around in the background, trying to remain undercover. And while he was undercover, he was asked three different times whether he was one of Jesus' disciples. And each time, Peter lied and said no. Peter didn't want to be associated with Jesus because he thought he might be arrested and killed too. On the third time, when Peter was asked, were you with Jesus from Nazareth? And Peter denied it and said, I don't even know that man. The rooster crowed. And then Peter remembered that Jesus had said, before a rooster crows, you will say three times, you don't know me. When Peter remembered that, he went out and he cried bitterly. The men in charge of Jesus began poking fun at him. They put a blindfold him and slapped him around and joked, who hit you that time? You're a prophet, you should know. It was horrible. When the sun started to come up, they had a conference with the entire Jewish council to see if Jesus could be put to death or not. They presented him to Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus was a bit cryptic. He said, if you say so. They didn't like that. Pilate asked again, aren't you going to answer anything? There's quite a list of accusations. But Jesus said nothing. He didn't defend himself. And this impressed Pilate. Now, it was a custom at the feast to release a prisoner. And so Pilate pulled out a really, really bad guy, Barabbas, thinking they would definitely release Jesus if there's an option between Barabbas and Jesus. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews to you? Pilate said. But the high priests had worked up the crowd and they all called out that they wanted Barabbas released, not Jesus. Pilate said, well, what do you want me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews, with Jesus? Nail him to a cross, they yelled. What for? He's done nothing wrong. But they yelled all the louder, nail him to a cross. Pilate gave in. He gave the crowd what they wanted. He set Barabbas free and he turned Jesus over 
for whipping and crucifixion. Crucifixion is simply a death by being nailed to a cross. The soldiers took Jesus into a palace and dressed him up in purple and they put a crown of thorns on his head and they began to mock him. Oh, bravo, king of the Jews! They hurt him, they spat on him, they pretended to worship him and after they'd had their fun and they took off the purple cape and put his own clothes back on him, they marched him out to the cross. The soldiers brought Jesus to Golgotha, meaning Skull Hill. They offered him some wine mixed with myrrh, but Jesus wouldn't take it. And they nailed him to the cross, divided up his clothes by throwing a dice to see who would get them. It was nine o'clock in the morning. On top of the cross, they wrote the charge against Jesus, what he was guilty for. And what it said was, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. This was written in three different languages so that everybody who walked past would be able to know exactly what it said, Hebrew, Latin and Greek. The Jewish high priests didn't like that it had said the king of the Jews. They said, no, you need to write, he said he was the king of the Jews. The Pilate said, what I've written, I've written. On Jesus' left and his right were two other crosses with two other criminals on there. People who walked along the road laughed at him, shook their heads and said, this guy bragged that he could tear down the temple and then rebuild it in three days and he can't even save himself. If he's really God's son, he wouldn't be dying on the cross. If he's really God's son, then he could come down from the cross. We'd all believe then. One of the men dying on the cross laughed and joined in. But the other one said, have you no fear of God? You're getting the same as him. We deserve this, but he doesn't deserve it. Then he said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus replied, don't worry, I will. Today, you will join me in paradise. At noon, the sky became extremely dark. The darkness lasted three hours from midday to three o'clock. And at three o'clock, Jesus groaned out of the depths, crying loudly, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is Hebrew, and it means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? People who heard thought that he was calling to Elijah. Someone ran off, soaked a sponge in sour wine, vinegar, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink, saying, let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. But Jesus, with a loud cry, gave his last breath. At that moment, the temple curtain ripped right down the middle. A Roman captain who was standing guard watching all of this said something phenomenal. He said, this has to be the Son of God. That afternoon, the Sabbath begins, and on the Sabbath, Jews are not allowed to work. Before the Sabbath began, Jesus had passed away and was on the cross. So before Sabbath started, one of the highly respected members of the councils came and his name was Joseph. He was quite wealthy and he worked up his courage and asked Pilate for Jesus' body. Pilate agreed. Joseph took Jesus down, wrapped him in linen cloths and placed him in a tomb that had been cut into the rock, which was custom for those days. They rolled a large stone across the opening.
Jesus died willingly for us. He knew that it was what God wanted. He knew it was God's plan. Jesus could have gotten out of it. Jesus could have predicted who had hit him when he was blindfolded. He could have saved himself. Jesus could have taken himself off the cross if he wanted. He chose not to. Jesus chose not to do these things and he chose to suffer because he loves us. He did it because he wanted to save us from our sins. Your sins and my sins, the sins of the whole world. Question time! Question number one. What are your thoughts about Jesus not defending himself? Question number two. How does your heart respond when you hear about this rescue story? If your heart responds with thankfulness and love and happiness and you don't yet know Jesus as your personal saviour, then tell him in a prayer that you want to get to know him. And if you want to become a Christian, please don't wait. Please chat with your parents about it now. Or you can tune into an episode on becoming a Christian and the link for that is in the show notes. There is one more episode to go and I think you might know what it is, what happened on the third day, the day after the Sabbath when the women were able to go to the tomb and tend to Jesus' body. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next week. That brings us to the end of this episode. But please don't stop chatting about these things. Keep thinking about everything you've heard in today's episode and keep asking questions and discussing things with your family throughout the week. If you want to discover more episodes and resources about our Saviour Jesus and to learn more about the Bible, please head on over to the wordonthestreetpodcast.com. There is a link in the show notes and you'll also find there a copy of today's Bible passage. I am really looking forward to you joining me again soon.